0: This Modely Fool podcast is brought to you by Tommy John. Tommy John makes underwear that keeps everything in place, whichever way a man moves. For 20% off your first purchase, go to tommyjohn.com forward slash fool and use the promo code fool. That's tommyjohn.com slash fool. Promo code fool. Welcome to Industry Focus, the podcast that dives into a different sector of the stock market every day. Today is Thursday, October twentieth, twenty sixteen. So we're talking about energy, materials, and industrials. I am joined today, first time in studio, Motley Fool senior auto specialist, Mr. John Rosevear. John, cannot thank you enough for being here.
1: It's so great to be down here, like at the at the Epic Fool HQ. I don't get down here enough.
0: Yeah, you were saying uh, about a year and a half ago. Yeah. You're here yeah, for exactly. a what was it a, a conference to Toyota? Ask you to come down or something? Uh,
1: my, my dear colleague Rex Moore, who some of the listeners may know, we passed uh, him in
0: the hall. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Rex and I had for a while a video series called Motor Money, and we were invited uh, by Toyota, which was having a big gathering of executives in D.C. Uh, to come, kind of do Motor Money for them for an hour and talk about the future of the auto business. So that was cool. That was an exciting yeah, opportunity. The Toyota people were great. It was a lot of fun.
0: And uh, with that, you were clearly the person to talk to. About about the topic of today, which is uh, Dylan Lewis from the Tech Podcast is going to be mad. We're talking about Apple, but not <laughs> about iPhones or computers. No, we're, we're talking, talking
1: about their plans to build a car or lack thereof. Yeah, I mean, okay. Here's what we know: we know that for a while, I mean, Apple of course has said nothing about this officially, except for a couple little hints from people like Tim Cook, but. What we know from reports is that Apple, for a while, has had a team called Project Titan, which is pursuing the idea of building an Apple car or maybe an Apple car service. It's never been completely clear. Bloomberg came out with a report on Monday uh, confirming some other things that had come out of Silicon Valley over the last few months, saying Apple has scaled this whole thing way back. Uh, initially, they planned to build their own car, which might have been a futuristic electric car, uh, sort of Tesla Tesla.
0: It would look like a Max Mouse, probably. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I,
1: <laughs> no idea. No idea. A lot of the Apple senior execs are car enthusiasts. I mean, Eddie I, is on the board of Ferrari. You know, I, these people are into cars, and, the, and it had kind of been this project for a long time. That even in Steve Jobs' day, they had talked about. Uh, Tim Cook said last year, the auto industry is at an, an inflection point for massive change, which was kind of this big hint that you know the car is going to be the next device, and Apple's going to play. And and the hint was that they were working on this revolutionary new high tech electric car, or possibly. Uh, a premium Apple branded ride-hailing service, something fully automated, uh, you know, like robot Uber. Only it's fully integrated with the Apple device ecosphere, so you know it knows your iPhone and your iPad and your Mac and everything else, and it all kind of works the same way. This project had over a thousand people on it at one point, uh, but which makes ch- one's eyebrows
0: pop, okay? right? I mean,
1: <laughs> you know, even for Apple, that's a big crew. This is something serious. They're spending a good amount of money here, but something changed, like end of last year, beginning of this year, and it looks like senior management decided to scale the thing way back. Steve Zadesky, uh, he was a former Ford engineer who had been with Apple for a while and been leading the project. He left early this year. Uh, it was taken over by Bob's man Bob Mansfield, who's a longtime Apple veteran, uh, has held all sorts of roles in the company for many years. But
0: obviously, no auto industry experience. So. Right,
1: right, right. And and it was sort of like, okay, you know, the old Apple culture is kind of bringing this back in. And the team was told, okay, we're not going to build a car now. We're going to work on an underlying self-driving program.
0: Which is a this, big shift. which reminds me of like what Mobilize doing. They're trying to build the brain and just offer it to everybody, right? Um, now I got to ask you, from the auto experts that you know and industry insiders and everything, why do they think Apple was doing this? Is it just because they have two hundred billion dollars in cash lying around and there's only so many things they could do with such a pile of money that would move the needle? Like what?
1: Well, were they, they threatened? Like what's there's <laughs> been this popular idea. Uh, Kicking around Silicon Valley and investors and so forth for the last few years, that the auto industry is ripe for disruption Uh, as technology. There's that
0: that D word, right?
1: (laughs) Well, you know that's what they love opportunities to disrupt. Uh, As technology advances, as cars become more automated, uh, it's really like a big device, right? And so, well, you know, a a company like Apple is better positioned to optimize a device than Mm -hmm. Ford was. Was the thinking in Silicon Valley? But what they're running up against is a few different things. I I think uh, there have been a few hints about why Apple might have said backed away from this. Uh, First of all, it's just the challenge of making something that's Apple special. You know, I mean, they can build a great car uh, that requires a human driver, but okay, so does BMW, so does Mercedes, so does does even Cadillac now. You know, I mean, these are great premium vehicles that are terrific. Tesla, excuse me. Yeah, (laughs) Tesla, too. Uh, But, you know, they're not going to out Tesla, Tesla. Right. It doesn't bring Apple's advantages, its unique specialness, to this necessarily. Now they could make a great autonomous kind of mobility pod that's routed by an Apple ride-hailing service, Uh, but then you get Uber's already way ahead on the building the infrastructure for this. Lyft is way ahead. Lyft's got GM as a huge partner. I was about to say Lyft's with GM, and and, (laughs) uh, Didi in China, and various other things around the world. Baidu is getting into this. You know they're the opportunity to be special isn't necessarily there. Uh, there was also a hint in the Bloomberg report that uh, the automotive supply chain daunted them, which is interesting, because we hear, you know, Tim Cook is the supply chain master and so forth, with devices, but those are places where Apple can bring its scale, right? They can go to a chip maker and say, you know, we're going to ship a trillion iPhones next right. quarter. Uh, give us 18 months lead time right on your latest technology, where, we ha- where only we can use it, and Samsung and other competitors can't use it. Uh, they can't do that in cars, because they go to an auto supplier, first of all, uh, for some of these parts, the cost to tool up or, is much higher than to mm-hmm. tool up to build, uh, you know, Gorilla Glass or whatever. Um, and 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 also, Apple's not proven. We don't know how many Apple cars right. they're going to sell, and they may have gone to a supplier, and the supplier says we can't give you that kind of advantage, and so forth. Not only that,
0: but they've had a hundred-year history with GM. Right? And all yeah. These guys yeah like- you know, <laughs> when GM
1: comes in and says it's a six-year program, we're going to sell eighty thousand a year. Okay, you trust we, them? We can price yeah. that. GM's <laughs> been at this a while. Toyota, likewise. any any of these companies, Uh, we don't know that the Apple Card is going to sell, especially at first. I mean, you may issue the Apple Card 1.0, And it doesn't sell all that well. And then you get a 2.0, and maybe you don't need our part anymore. Maybe it needs to be different, right? And and so, you know, there's no guarantee that it would have the sales volumes. There's no track record to look to. And then, just like the last thing, this is what I always say and what I've always said all along making cars is really hard. (laughs) Profitably, well, profit goes
0: without saying, but it bears repeating.
1: (laughs) It it does. Profitably mass produce. I can't tell you how many times I've typed this sentence profitably mass producing cars to global standards of quality is extremely hard. You said that multiple times podcast. Right. As I yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's kind of my mantra in the last couple of years when talking about tech. Uh it's not impossible. It's not a problem Apple couldn't solve with enough money and with enough experts hired from outside, but it's not a problem that plays to Silicon Valley's strengths. It's not a problem that plays to what Apple can bring to bear? I mean, they would have to do what Tesla's done, which is throw money at it, hire auto industry veterans. You know, Tesla's got people from Audi, from uh, Ford, from Volkswagen, and so forth, uh, now working for them, working on their manufacturing and so forth. Because that's where the expertise is. The expertise isn't in Silicon Valley. Uh, Apple is a great manufacturing company; they're great at manufacturing devices. But the scale and expense of auto manufacturing may have just proven daunting. I, I mean, they're watching Tesla like everybody else, and. and and Tesla's got whiz bang software and they've got some good designs and intriguing technology. But scaling up the manufacturing has been a problem. I mean,
0: they, they miss deadlines all the time. They I miss mean,
1: deadlines yeah. <laughs> all the time. Uh, you know, things are up and down. The Falcon wing doors on the Model X, it took them months to get them manufacturing that right. And there are questions as to whether they've still got it Those figured help out. it fly, right? Uh, I don't know what they hope it does. <laughs> they make it look cool. They do. They are very definitely cool. Also, I mean, this is why Google backed away from the idea of making its own car. It's just, uh, it's hard. And profitably is a key word here. You know, operating profit margin in a good year. At- a lean, well-run automaker is like ten percent. Yeah, somebody like BMW is ten percent, literally a and fraction. That, of and that's what... operating. To, you know, net margin is going to be down even considerably lower. That's not what Apple wants. That's They're, not what they do.
0: Ten percent their... f- is a fraction of their margins on the iPhone. Like and, it is. <laughs> and, and then you hear the, the,
1: you know, the tech answer to that is well, Apple will be able to command a higher price. Ah. Well, okay, but if Apple is offering a car at seventy thousand dollars. You know that limits the audience globally. Right. You know they're not going to sell this to one in three people on Earth at, right. at, at the kind of price they'd have to charge to get the margins they and their investors are used to. So wow!
0: All right, yeah. Well, Before we talk about Apple's plans for the future at this point, I wanted to give a shout out to our friends over at Tommy John. Tommy John is a revolution in men's underwear that focuses on fit, fabric, and function. Shirts that stay tucked, socks that stay up, and underwear that keeps everything in place, whichever way a man moves. Tommy John products keep you comfortable. They are designed and developed using uh, smart fabrics that are breathable, lightweight, non-pilling, quick-drying, or warming for cold weather conditions. Uh, it also also offers a wide selection of styles. Uh, for example, underwear comes in briefs, square cuts, trunks, boxer briefs, and boxer shorts. Undershirts come in a variety of neckline options, and socks come in all sorts of color and pattern options to suit all tastes. Uh, they're actually good enough to send uh, uh, me a couple of sample products, and uh, they are awesome, I can personally attest. And as a special offer to our listeners, you can get 20% off your first order by going to tommyjohn.com forward slash fool and using the promo code fool, plus get free U.S. shipping on any order over $50. That's tommyjohn.com forward slash fool, promo code fool. Thanks again, Tommy John, for your support of The Motley Fool. So, Mr. Rosevear. What is Apple going to do if they're not going to throw $200 billion at building
1: a car? <laughs> well, it would probably only take about 15 Oh, well, hour. But sorry. still, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, Bloomberg reported that uh, Apple has refocused Project Titan on the idea of developing an autonomous driving system, an Apple-branded autonomous driving system. Uh, this would allow Apple to either partner with an existing automaker, or at some point in the future, if it looks good, to go back to building their own car. So, here's the problem with that. Uh, everybody else is already attacking that problem, and they're already well along. I mean, we've we've talked about this on past podcasts. Ford will have mass. Pro- will, Ford says it will be mass producing. Uh, Fully level five self-driving cars, no steering wheel, for ride-hailing services by 2021. I mean, it's a little over four years out. Delphi and Mobileye, we talked about this too. They will have a full self-driving system that will be available to any automaker uh, in 2019. I'm gonna build my own in my garage. I'm yeah. Kidding. Well. <laughs> yeah. Good luck getting the feds to approve well, it. You know. You know? <laughs> I, I, I mean, there is that guy. I don't recall his name who has built one in his garage. Who says, you know, Mobileye, blah blah blah. But it's one thing to build something in your. garage. That mostly sort of works. It's another thing to have a you know, mass produced thing that works. Right, that yeah. passes an automaker's tests for, you know, this will be perfect for 200,000 miles and all that stuff. And, and it's not just the traditional automakers. Nvidia's in this, Baidu's in this, Uber is throwing a lot of money. They want their own system. They say self driving vehicles are key to their business yeah. model in the future. Yeah, the Volvos and the Fords. They're all making uh, huge investments. I, it, we, just last night, Tesla came out and said, you know, we're going to start shipping our cars uh, with available hardware that will enable fully self-driving software uh, when we have it done, which they hope is sometime in the next year and a half or so, if they can get it past the regulators. why would any of them need Apple? I mean, you might see like a little company. We've talked about this before too. Uh, the companies that might be natural customers for the Delphi Mobile effort. The smaller companies that maybe don't have the the billion two billion dollars to blast into this company like Subaru, company like Fiat Chrysler, mm-hmm. maybe some of the Chinese automakers. But then so why
0: not so go to? Let me ask you. It almost seems. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It almost seems like if Apple wanted to do this, they should have done it five years ago.
1: Yeah, <laughs> there's another problem in this whole thing too, which is the problem that Google is bumped up against. the automakers may not want Apple. Uh, you know I talk to people like, like senior executives at some of the auto companies. They know what happened in the phone business. you know they don't, they don't want to be making dumb cars, dumb phones uh, for the silicon the, the self-driving equivalent of Android. Yeah. You know, they don't want to be HTC or whoever. They don't they don't want that situation. They're mindful of that. Well, you, and they know You mean g- they don't want to break even at best, John? Why <laughs> why, why don't they It's hard <laughs> enough to make money in the car business. Give me a break. Um, and they don't want to give up control of the data, too. They know that you know you partner with Google, Google wants the data, Google will monetize the data. And yeah. You're just the box the data is being collected from. Uh, they aren't going there. Uh, there have been hints uh, we, about a year ago, Google and Ford were reported to being in close conversations. Uh, those talks reportedly broke down nobody officially ever said anything uh, there have been some hints that ford said we're not giving you the data and google said then we can't do business and that's yeah. kind of what they said and it was whole, and it was all just very mindful of the phone example like i said there might be an opportunity with with some company fca is the one we often point to because they've got a ton of debt and they're just sort of scrambling to to keep the the basics going uh they might be willing to to compromise to come in here but you know, then they've got. Then Apple is in a position where what is it offering that is special? Because uh, they're going to be competing with the Delphi Mobile effort, probably others, maybe Google even uh, trying to get in here to offer the prefab solution to some mm-hmm. automakers and so forth. Uh, what's it going to do that's special? So this is this is the interesting question. It sounds How like do, they're
0: making the right decision here, unfortunately. Yeah, unfortunately. it's
1: it's it's again comes down to the question. There are things Apple does really better than anybody else. Uh, when it crafts a special gotta-have project with that Apple magic, it's a lot about user interface. It's a lot about how it works seamlessly with other devices. It's a lot about how it anticipates the user's needs. How to translate that to an automobile, I think, is a question they maybe haven't answered yet.
0: Yeah. Um, hey, I cannot thank you enough for your thoughts on this Apple thing. Like I, yeah, you know, I hear about this and. Um, you know what, it, it came out. When was this like, hinted at by Bloomberg? It was a year ago or something? I remember getting the push uh, notification on Project a, yeah, Titan. It was a Wall Street
1: Journal report. It was about a year and a half ago. I, I, and I lost my all, mind. We all, yeah, we all everybody speculated went crazy. over what yeah. is this. And yeah.
0: um, but uh, so I, I can't thank you enough again for your thoughts. Um, before we head out, um, I always like to have a little bit of an investor takeaway and all that stuff. Um, what's uh, What's an auto stock that you like these days? Since it's obviously not Apple.
1: <laughs> I am an Apple shareholder. I love Apple. Full uh, this is my Mac. This is my iPad. You know, oh, I mean, I've, I've been an Apple. I actually got a, sh- a gift for my 14th birthday many years ago. I got a share of Apple. That's now over 100 shares because of all the splits that happened in the 80s, 90s. I still own and you it. never sold. It, I never sold, so I can still say, you know, unless your last name is Wozniak, I've probably owned Apple yeah. stock longer than you have. Wow. But anyway, that said, I wouldn't buy Apple for car stock right now. Um, we have the U.S. market slowing down. So with that. Happening. It's a cyclical market. Profits may be squeezed for a little while, but looking at a little longer term, I really like where General Motors is going. I like where Mary Barra is going. I like, uh, that they are on top of a lot of this potentially disruptive technology. You know, their 200 mile electric car uh, goes into production in a few weeks. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, it'll be shipping before the end of the year. Uh, they're well ahead on the self driving effort they're developing internally. They bought Cruise Automation, which was this San Francisco startup, and they've got this great thing where they've let Cruise be Cruise, but they've given Cruise access to sort of GM's resources and GM's, you know. Deep yeah. bench and deep deep opportunities and so forth, and so that that's progressing really quickly. And the and and the bolt will be the platform for their self driving stuff. And meanwhile, uh, GM's
0: they're traditional money. yeah, they're, they're making money. a lot of money right now.
1: <laughs> uh, they're making money in China. Uh, they're doing well in Europe, and in you know in the U.S. They've got. Not only are they selling a lot of trucks and SUVs, $2 gas, and so forth, so on, big profit margin stuff. They're also, uh, BARA has set rolling a number of initiatives to make sure the profits, the margins stay fat. as time goes on, as you know, as perhaps it becomes somewhat less profitable to sell trucks because you have to incorporate more technology to meet tightening regulations and so forth. Like for instance, one of the things we talk about a lot is they're ramping up Cadillac. Uh, luxury brands are, are very profitable. Cadillac was kind of this joke for years and years. You know, tufted velour seats, built for you know elderly Americans or whatever. No offense to elderly Americans. Those were nice cars if that's what you wanted. Uh, but now Cadillacs are moving upscale. They're right. much better built, and and there's this long-term effort to elevate the brand as well. That's already starting to show success. So you know, that's just one example. There are other things going on where they're cutting costs, they're making better use of their global scale, and so on. And I, I think, uh, on top of that, GM's cheap, which means the dividend that they're paying is a four and a half percent yield, give or take. Uh, you reinvest that through the ups and downs in the next few years, and then as we get price appreciation, as Barra's plans really start to show up on the bottom line, 2020, 2022, Mm -hmm. somewhere around there, you might be really happy.
0: Cool. All right. Well, John, thank you again for coming to Fool headquarters. Thanks again Thank for your you thoughts. For it. You bet. And that is it for us, folks. If you're a loyal listener and have questions or comments, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at industryfocus at fool.com. Once again, that is industryfocus at as always, people in this program may have interest in the stocks that they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for or against those stocks. So don't buy or sell anything based solely on what you hear on this program. For John Rosevere, I am Sean O'Reilly. Thanks for listening and fool on.